Thanks for joining me on the Other Experts podcast, a podcast where people of color, African and black experts in Malaysia share their experiences about living here. My name is Chukwudi Bara and I'll be your host. This is your host Chukudi, and you are listening to the Other Experts podcast. Thanks everyone for joining us on this episode of the Other Experts podcast. Today we have Abubakar Balar. Uh, Abubakar is a graduate research assistant at a university in Malaysia. Abubakar, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. I'm from Kano State uh, in Nigeria, but my family have a long history in uh, just the capital state of Plateau State. So I'm more of a, a Joss and a Kano person. Mm. Uh, I will skip uh, and then go to my post-secondary education. <laughs> I graduated from uh, Kano University. Uh, I did my bachelor's in bio-university in computer engineering. Then I moved to uh, Saudi Arabia for my master's degree. And then here I am in Malaysia for my PhD. And it's been, I've been in Malaysia for I think roughly three and a half years, uh, pushing through the PhD, about to round up, hopefully. I think that's, uh, and also I, uh, I'm, I'm not an old man, I'm still uh, on, the, on the bright side of 30. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so this is it, I think. All right, all right. That, that's interesting. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure what the bright side of thirty is, but I, I can imagine what it is. So it's fine. <laughs> um, you said you said you've been here for just about three years. Um, yeah. what um what's the Malaysian culture been like for you? Um. What parts of it have you been enjoying a lot so far? Um, are there any parts that you haven't completely enjoyed a lot since you've been around? Well, as you said, uh, especially when you when you come into a foreign land, the certain things that you will find quite fascinating, and there are of course certain things that may turn you off not because it's not right but because you're foreign it's not uh, part of your own culture in malaysia i think one thing i because i have not traveled so much i've not been to the west i've been only to saudi and i've seen some of course but one thing you find here in malaysia is it's a little more accommodating uh, perhaps because the people are not homogeneous because we have three races, of course, the Indians, the Malays, and the Chinese. So they are, they are used to seeing people that don't look like them. So they are more accommodating than, than perhaps some other places. As I, and as I said, I'm not uh, uh, given a blank statement because I've not traveled so much around the world. But I can see, comparing the, where I've been before and here, this place is a little more accommodating than uh, other places. Uh, certain things that may turn you off, perhaps, uh, personally, and I am saying this not because it's, it's it, to me, it's certain foreign, for example, 
uh, the food actually it's totally different from that of my country or that of uh, Kano State. So it's not easy to adjust to the food at the beginning. But once you get used to it and then you find your way to find uh, ingredients and then cook your, cook your own food, uh, you can find uh, it interesting. And I think, I, I think that, that, that is the only thing I find difficult. But other things, I think the weather is very nice. The weather is not totally different from that of Nigeria. So you will enjoy the weather. It's not, you're not in North America where it's freezing, you know? <laughs> so it, you feel like you are in this kind of state or in plateau state where it rains all throughout the year. You know, it's very nice so far. You mentioned, you talked about the food and um, how you um, have basically, um, how you can like cope with the food and uh learn to live with it um are there any other ways or are there any ways you think you've you've changed um as a result of living um abroad um living from saudi from nigeria to saudi to malaysia um and what ways have you changed so far yeah well i i think the the change i think i think on on two fronts first academically of course uh, these most of these schools i've attended are a little far better than what i left back home <laughs> so academically i have uh, really of course changed uh secondly and the second front is the psychologically you know you 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 see people that don't look like you look they don't think like you think you know it it, it broadens your horizon you sit in a lab where you are from this religion and the other person is bringing his own mascot you know his like his god to his desk you know you know you know it's something you don't see at home you know but and then you learn to live with all that uh, diversity you know <laughs> and it doesn't feel i mean if i had stayed home you know, the certain things you see and then you feel all oh, this new. But once you go abroad and see things happening, you know, see people, how they think, how they how they eat, how they go to their marriage ceremony, see how they, how, how, how what makes them thick. You know, it, it broadens your horizon. And perhaps you went, and you know, once, some, once someone stretches, you know, it's hard to go back to your, to the way you, you were before. And I think this has happened, as I said, uh, academically and both uh, psychologically. Speaking about diversity, there's been the movement in the in the last last year, um, the Black Lives Matter movement and protests. Do you think that black expats, um, people of color, Africans, do you think we um, are going to, or it's going to give us an advantage? Um, or even help us um, in the long run in the future? Or is this just like a trend, a temporary thing? Well, yeah, yeah. if I get your question right, is you're asking me whether the, the protest and the, all, all the Black Lives Movement will like open more room for people of color. Yeah, that's the question, right? basically, yes, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I think yes. Uh, to a large extent, uh, we know, for example, 
we know what happened, of course, the history of black people. You cannot take away uh, slavery from the history of black people. You cannot take away colonialism from the history of black people. You cannot also take away neo-colonialism from the history of black people. So the black people have come a long way. Yeah. And occasionally, after some certain years, the certain things that spark all this kind of movement. For example, we've seen what happened uh, perhaps in the 50s or in the 60s about Rosa Parks and I think the, the lady that refused to get up from uh, from a bus. Okay. And of course, this one also was triggered by uh, police brutality in the United States. I think, yes, it will open a room, but will it, will it cleanse the minds of people from racism and thinking of uh, black people as backward? Well, I think it will, may take a while. But yes, it will create an awareness because sometimes, unfortunately, this issue of racism sometimes is subconscious. Many people do it without even knowing they do it. Mm -hmm. So this kind of uh, protests will bring the discussions to the table. And we've seen companies, we've seen companies trying to create a uh, room for people of color to come in. We've seen uh, sporting events trying to, to, to cleanse their their officials from uh, racism i think yes it would but will it wipe it out totally no it will take a while all right all right that's that's an interesting take on that um yeah i don't, I don't think like racism is definitely a, a subconscious thing sometimes like um in most cases actually um because it's it's based on 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 your experiences what you've heard and uh, and i do think and agree that it will take a while um, with people making more conscious efforts to um not be racist or be anti-racist in fact um and with that what 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 your what are your challenges as a black expats um, living here in Malaysia? What what challenges do you face on a day-to-day -day basis here? Well, I don't think I don't think there's any much challenge. As I said, because Malaysia is kind of a melting pot because the people have already been used to seeing people that are, are colored or perhaps black, which the Indians are, are darker. So there's no, there's no much... Uh, because as I said, this thing about race sometimes, some people that do it don't even know they are doing it. Because it's just like you don't like people that look different from you. It happens everywhere in the world, even in my own, my own, my home country. Yeah. This, the human being has this animosity towards people that don't speak like him or think like him or look like him. I think it's a natural thing. We all have it. But uh, as you say, some people make it so magnify theirs and other diminish theirs. So here in Malaysia, I have not had much challenges, actually, to be frank. Uh, but at the same time, I am not living in a, in a very big city. I'm living here in Parak. It's a very small uh, village city, very uh, not populated. So my, my own view might not be reflective of the entire Malaysia, but it's reflective of the city where I live here in Parak. It's been quite amazing. I've not seen any much uh any much animosity to to people of color 
occasionally, of course, the police will ask you to show your identity. And once you showed that you are from the university, uh, that's all you just, you, it's, it's even, it even gives you a privilege, even more than the locals. Once you show your ID card that you are a student from a university, there's this respect they give towards, uh, towards us. And I think so far it's been a smooth ride. Um, when I say challenges, normally though, I don't like necessarily mean like um, um, racial challenges. It could be like anything, okay. um, anything else, like um, transportation or any other challenges whatsoever. Um, so yeah, it's like I understand like the when I when I mention the challenges, just following the racial question, it's easy to <laughs> to assume. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like challenges could be anything else uh, that you've um, encountered um, in the area. So yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Is, okay, I understand the question now. I understand yeah. the question. Yeah. Perhaps I think if if there's any challenge, it's more of academic. All right. Uh, academic in the sense that because this is now a, a higher degree, a PhD, hmm. we are expected to bring novelty and contribution to the field. So it's uh, quite Herculean trying to do a lot of things at the same time. And become, because it's a scholarship, you have to also juggle that with uh, teaching some lab sessions. Mm -hmm. So it's quite tasking, it's quite difficult. Uh, sometimes, to, because, because it's a PhD, sometimes your supervisor cannot, cannot help you because he, he also doesn't know, for example, because you and your supervisor are all searching for something new. Mm -hmm. So it's quite difficult. Uh, to to find something new to contribute to the field, so for the past three and a half years, this has been quite uh, difficult for me. Mm. All right, yeah, okay, that that's interesting. Um, all the best with um finding uh something new to contribute to the field. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you very much. Um, yeah uh um i think maybe we just continue on since we're on challenges already um it's been also in the last year the covid 19 pandemic um you being away from home what, what's that been like for you what's the experience as a as a foreigner um away from your home country um with the with the pandemic mm -hmm. Yes, of course, COVID has changed the dynamics of things, and, you know, uh, it's changed the world, perhaps for bad and for good at the same time. Uh, for bad, because we've lost a lot of lives, we've lost a lot of businesses, uh, people are sick, people are, have lost jobs. But for good, because it's revolutionized how we do things. Now, all the classes have gone online. The defense, the PhD defense and presentations have gone online. Everything has gone online, you know, uh, so, so that's good. Uh, it's, it's good that it's uh, because people have been clamoring for this uh, shift to the Internet and many people, traditional people have resisted. <laughs> so the COVID came and then it dragged everyone along. <laughs> Forced everyone to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both the tech savvy and the non-tech savvy, everyone had to move. So, so this is uh, this is good. But as I said, we've lost a lot of things. So it's uh, it's bad. We've lost a lot of lives. We wish that uh, their lives rest in peace. And those that are sick, we wish them a uh, quick recovery. All right. Yeah. 
which yeah it's been it's been a horrible year yes like yeah yes a lot of yes. lives and jobs and businesses yeah, yeah. a lot yes. it's cost a lot of people a lot um so yeah yes um among all of that though like i think you you've basically mostly mentioned it but has there been any good things that have happened to you despite the the havoc that the pandemic has wrecked like what has there been any good to come out of it for you well yes yes uh, well i think uh, luckily for me i've drafted my thesis my phd thesis yeah. i've submitted to my supervisor within the lockdown uh, also i was able i think last year to publish a paper it oh. was the end of the year congrats and then i found a new hobby yeah. I found I found that I I could write fiction. Oh wow, <laughs> nice! <laughs> so I started writing fiction stories, you know, and posting them on LinkedIn. You know, so I don't know how far it will go. Let's see. <laughs> oh wow, okay. Um, you you post them on LinkedIn. Yes, yes. I, oh, okay. I, I write short, very short stories, or what the 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 creative writers will call novellas. All right. So so and I share them on LinkedIn. Is it is it okay to share like your your profile so that um listeners can at least follow and see your stories and read your stories and if they like it you get a lot more um readers and followers. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. All right, uh, sure. It's okay. I'll add a link to your profile so listeners can at least find your stories and 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 see read what you write at least. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's that's great. Uh, I think that's also a lot. That's also a common um, theme theme that we've we've gotten out of the pandemic time that people have discovered um, one or two other hobbies that they spend time in. So that's I think that's that's also great. As as a foreigner who's studying and are studying here, um, what advice would you have for um, other black expats, um, black African people of color who are planning to do the same thing that um, you are doing, um, moving to Malaysia for, for studies or for work, um, or even um, black people of color, African students who are here who want to continue um, with like a PhD um, here in, in Malaysia. What advice do you have for them? The advice I will have for people that are, that want to come here, it's that it's a great place. I'm telling you, uh, many people go to some places and the weather is a great hindrance. Here, the weather is nice. So it's just like uh, you're home away from home. Mm. Uh, so, so that's one of the one of the things you will enjoy here. Uh, the education also is quite good. Of course, you cannot compare with that of the North America or America, uh, America, but it's quite very good, uh, especially for PG studies because PG is more of a uh, uh, self study. Mm. If you're motivated, you will find a lot of resources, uh, and you will find time to study. And Traveling also gives uh, gives you, as I said earlier, it gives you a, a different perspective of the world. There's a way you see the world that that tells you something. You know, like yesterday I was walking and I felt like the whole world is kind of 
the more you travel, the more you see that the world is all the same. Mm. It's, yeah, we might be different, but like the, the same thing that drives people back home is the same thing that drives people here. It's it's just like we're just, um, of course, we're the same. We're made by the same. I mean, we have, we look, we're all the same species. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it gives yeah. you that. Uh, so the advice I will have is uh, come prepared. Right. Uh, come here. It's going to be challenging, but I tell you the education is quite good. You go, you're going to learn a lot. And the, the other advice I will have is that although we are all clamoring for more representation, more opportunities for people of color, more more chances at the same time we also have to be careful that we don't block our own chances what i'm trying to say is that anytime you find yourself as an expatriate or uh, in any place we should know that we are ambassadors of the black race so what it means is that whatever we do whether good or bad will set the stage for the next person coming you, you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I, so I we should try. We should try to 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 conduct ourselves properly. Uh, certain things that we do normally back home because the culture accepts it. Perhaps here the culture may not accept it. So we should be. We we'll be. We should have this check and balance. Yeah. Whatever we do, we look at the people's faces. How do they react? <laughs> and then when we see we are crossing the line, now it doesn't mean it's bad, but because yeah. the culture here is different. Mm. You, you get it. For yeah. example, I just noticed that back home we enjoy loud music, right? You yeah. can just uh, you can just on your music and then the, entertain the whole the whole community. <laughs> <laughs> but in other lands, that's uh, that may not be good, right? Yeah, so good point. Yeah. <laughs> so we should have that check and balance. Mm. You know, once you are abroad, once you are in a different culture, you should be uh, that rest, uh, that check you check yourself make sure you're not crossing boundaries make sure you're not crossing lines and then because you're setting the stage for the next person to come it is important to understand and appreciate the differences in culture between where you're from and um where you are currently living yeah that is important i think yeah to round up um do you have um anything you want to add Perhaps let me be selfish first about me. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the past three and a half years, I've been uh, working on artificial intelligence, right. particularly uh, machine prediction, what we call predictive maintenance. Right. What we do is that we have this uh, sensor signals, data coming from machines. And from this data, we, we, wanna, we want to predict when the machines will fail. So we targeted uh, the aircraft engine or what is famously called a turbofan engine. We got data from NASA, American NASA, and we're able to develop new methods uh, to predict when the, the aircraft engine will fail. And this is what we've been doing for the past three and a half years. We've got some publications uh, on, our on our chest. And what we're doing now is after almost rounding up the PhD is now trying to take this same model into health we want to see how we can also predict or rather now classify health, particularly cancer. Now we have we have cancer cells. Most of the radiologists, they take uh, shots of the tissues and now they classify. Now, how can we automate this to identify whether the tissue is what they call benign, in situ or invasive cancer? So, so this is what we're doing now. 
we tend to set the stage using what we call the CNN network and recording neural network and hybrid to see how we can classify cancer cells. You know, so this is what we've been doing. And of course, the discussion we had today is about live in Malaysia in general, how awesome the weather is, how you may find challenges, how the COVID has changed the dynamics of things. Everything has gone online. Uh, the Black Lives Movement, how it's, uh, it's changed how things are back even in Nigeria. And one thing, even the Black Lives Movement, although the people don't want to agree that the Black Lives Movement uh, protest inspired the, the, the Lagos, um, uh, what they call the riots. I don't SARS, know what they call the promise. SARS, yeah. SARS. Yes. It, it is, whether, they don't want to accept it, but it, it inspired it. <laughs> yeah, that is true, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it tells you, just like the Arab Spring, right? Just yes, somebody exactly. from uh, yeah. Algeria set himself on fire, yeah. and then there's an Arab Spring. Yeah. So, 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 <laughs> so, so the, the world is getting more connected. Yeah. You know, what, ha what happens in, in, in New York, or in Texas, uh, this minute, and you in Malaysia, you get to know it. Yeah, that is true. But in the <laughs> in the past, it will take it will take ages. Yeah, exactly. Before you know. <laughs> yeah, several months. There, there used to be a funny story because my people in Kano usually used to go to Saudi and stay. All right. So, without technology, what they used to do is they have a tape. You know the cassette tape, the re re audio. Tape. Yes. Yeah. So the communication used to be the record. Them, themselves and then they send it okay uh in the plane all right so when the tip comes back then you play and then you send back the message all right so there's an uncle of mine who wanted to tape a record that, that says he's going to come back mm. and you know what happened he came back before the tip came so, so the world might, might might have been chaotic, but we need to appreciate technology. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. This have, yeah, we've made tremendous uh, development in technology, especially in communication. Yeah. We should thank God for that. That yes. is true. Yeah. All right. That, 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 that's an interesting, funny story. Yes. And yes. Yes. I, I think on on that note, we we'll end this session, uh, this episode of the Other Experts podcast. Yes. Um, yes. Thank you very much, Abu Bakr, for agreeing to do this. Um, yeah. I think what you do is really interesting. Um, AI, basically machine learning. Um, hopefully, in the future, we can get you to talk more about what you do and how it's helping, contributing um, in, in some way. Thanks again, Abu Bakr, for joining us today. You're welcome, Mr. Chukudi. I really appreciate this. Thank you very much. For more much. other experts, check out our other episodes. You can find those at otherexperts.com slash podcasts. If you enjoy other experts and you want more, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Public Radio, or wherever you get your podcast from. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn for more updates. If there's something you want us to cover in future episodes, email podcast at otherexperts.com. My name is Chukudibara. Thanks so much for listening.